And I'm Aaron Schroeder. This is the Quack 12 podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web footosphere. And Aaron, I didn't watch too much sports at all. I watched a couple basketball games. Oh. But other than that, I've been watching the coaching search, my man. Oh, snap. That's right. I doubt. um, I doubt. uh, Well, it's been freaking crazy, my man. I'd like to recap it for you a little bit. Sure. I'm sure sure you weren't paying too much attention to it. Your your job here is to make sure we sound good. That's right, baby. uh, to, To entertain the folks. To provide some levity, not really to know what the hell you're talking about when it comes to nope. Oregon football. Um, Look, here's the deal. Yeah. Last week, mm-hmm. you told me we lost a coach. We this lost week, a, you tell me yeah. we got a coach. Mm-hmm. Everything's gravy, baby. There we go. <laughs> we didn't just lose a coach. We lost the one, the only Mario Cristobal. Yeah. Uh, we went deep into it. Um, I mean, it was, hey, he's gone. You know what? He's already got gel in his hair. You shouldn't see him in his Miami, like, press conference. I mean, hey, you you can't blame him for this, you know? But uh, he's got that true Miami look immediately. Awesome. He he moves back home, Mm -hmm. and he's immediately like, finally, I can live out my dream as a police officer on Miami Vice. Well, his brother is actually a police officer in Miami, so. (laughs) his brother is Miami Vice? (laughs) Yeah, so maybe, you know, he's probably sidelining that. Dude, this family, bravo to them. I do love them. you know what? Here, here, he's back, he's, you know, he's back close to his mom, but he's also Mm -hmm. got his brother right there. Mm -hmm. They just get to, like, play with $8 million a year. (laughs) Well, yeah, good good for them. They took it from the, from the academics and they gave it to Cristobal and good for them. But uh, let's, let's get into this though, because then the coaching search was really on and my man, a shit ton has happened. All right. But before we get into that, of course we dive into basketball really quickly, just to, just to tell you what the hell's going on. Oregon men's basketball. They're not a lost cause. That being said, the loss, not like the world famous Beck song. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but uh, they're still losing, my man. And they're still losing. So as you know, the last time we talked about them, they lost in overtime to Arizona State after some just clutch last-second threes from the Sun Devils made it so they tied the game and eventually won that one. Well, in this one, the Ducks rallied back. Um, they trailed by seven at the half. They then rallied back. However, a last-second buzzer beater triple from the stanford cardinal wow makes it so the ducks really are zero and two in conference play Ooh, yeah uh richardson uh yeah Dang, I mean, it was that close yeah dude, now was it know. a deep shot like full court not not full they, like f- ping 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 and then shoot no it was contested though so that is saying something like oh, yeah, in his face yeah no you gotta give it to him uh quincy guerrier i believe that's it guerrier guerrier Guerre, I believe it's Guerre. Sure. Oh, man, I'm butchering it. Uh, Was one rebound short of a double-double. Had 18 uh, points and nine rebounds. Hell yeah. Richardson had 15. uh, uh, Soares had 10. Hey, I mean, they're getting they're getting better. That's all I can say. Uh, I'm not sure. This isn't a team that I don't think is going to really contest for the Pac-12 regular season. 
But hey, maybe by tournament time, we can sneak in there. Who knows? Up next huh. for them is against Portland, then Baylor. So those, those, hey, that's some big games. Maybe not against Portland, but then again, the women's basketball team, on the other hand, I think they're doing really well. Because as you know, it, their problem really is that they're injured. We're waiting right. for guards to come back. Uh, specifically Tahina Pow Pow and Indra Rogers. Well, without them, we're still looking pretty damn good, man. I got to say, uh, we beat Long Beach State. Long Beach State, I believe, was undefeated. And we snuck out a win 68 to 59 against them. That is in Eugene. It was back and forth, it, but hey, we pulled it off. Uh, really good play from quite a few players, including Hurst, who I've really liked. And Hurst is just uh, had an amazing game against uh mcnee's state I, the cowgirls don't know where mcnee's state is but there you go against mcnee's my uh hearst one of my how do you spell that m-c-n-e-e-s-e then you spell state mcnee's state <laughs> um, yeah uh well let me tell you hearst 18 points six of eight from three-point land all that sounds familiar. Samples. Hell yeah. So that's 18 points. How many minutes? Uh, Well, more than that. Sorry. More than well, 20 minutes. But. I feel like I remember someone from our <laughs> not so distant past who was able to pull off that kind of a percentage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe uh, we well, got another one, baby. It's nice to see her. Yeah, really coming along. Uh, Kylie Watson also is a huge lady and is just becoming a dominant force. We, I mean, in the paint, you don't want to mess with the Ducks. I was about to say, she's a defender, it seems like, yeah? I don't know. She's a full, she, she can do it all, man. She she was able to hit a little from further. She's got uh, points in game. Honestly, I mean, uh, she got points in the paint. What she really needs is to work on her free throw shooting. But other than that, I'm loving How what tall? she's doing. I, th- I think she's a six. I don't want to say she's six. Eight. I think she's like six, six or something like that. Okay. I should look it up. I was about to see. I was like, well, maybe she's got like that Shaquille O'Neal problem where they're so oh. tall. It's just kind of a straight shot. <laughs> Not quite. So it's really hard to make that. <laughs> but Sydney Parrish also, I mean, 21 points overall against McNeese State. Final score, 109 to 38. Started this off. I think they scored like twenty eight straight points or something. Seems like, like that. also maybe that other team wasn't so no. hot to begin with. Eh? They're not so hot, but the main thing is they're hitting open threes. They're hitting a lot of open threes. Right. That's you what better really be hitting oh, open threes. Great. Shit, point. my man, I was way off. Uh, Kylie oh. Watson is six foot four, but still, like, I mean, that's that's still pretty freaking tall for women's basketball. Six four. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's still uh, oh, tall yeah. ass lady. Tell you that much. Oh, uh, dude! The for the height, you got to look for a, another new fave of mine, Filipina Che. Uh, Filipina Che, I do believe, is the absolute tallest player we've ever had on this team at six foot eight. Six foot eight. Uh, and, and not amazing. only that, uh, Taylor Hosendove, who uh, you know from Atlanta, Georgia, she transferred, um, and the NCAA finally said she can play, so she's on the team too. She's a forward, and dude. I think this team is really coming along. I'm not saying just because it's so competitive in the Pac-12, I'm not saying they're going to win it or anything or maybe even be competitive at the end. But um, as of right now, 5-3 and three record. They Their only losses are against some you know pretty good teams. Uh, number one, South Carolina against South Florida. That's a good team. UC Davis, that's the embarrassing one. But still, Kansas State, Northwestern. Uh, those are our final two games in uh, before conference play, Utah, Colorado, Stanford. I'm excited. 
they're looking good. I can't wait till we add our guards and then just see what this roster is doing because I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I always am. You know, I love women's basketball, especially when they're looking more competitive. Yeah. If I remember correctly, the Mm -hmm. whole reason why you got into this crazy world of sports journalism was to make sure that the women's basketball team had coverage. That's right. That is right. Uh, I, I'm now actually just as of very recently breaking news to anyone who, I don't know, cares. I guess there's probably no one. Um, I wrote for, I was the managing editor for Addicted to Quack. I've stepped down from that role, but from there I, I was covering women's basketball nonstop. I love it. Does it does not there. help yeah. that they found you with five pounds of cocaine. Yeah. No, I'm actually <laughs> taking my talents to Miami. I'm going with Crystal Ball. You're also headed to Miami. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, I take oh, off yeah. my beanie. You'd see just gelled hair, my man. Bravo. In a, in a heat shirt under this. Uh, yeah. But, okay, so that's basketball. Let's get into what people really want to talk about. No offense, but this coaching search was freaking nuts. It was freaking nuts, my man. Seems like it went fast. I guess it did. It was like a week, week and a half, something like that. Something so it like all that. started off. I mean, you saw there was that big list of names. Hey, here's some betting odds of who you can bet on, right? Right. Really thought it was going to be Baylor. I kind of thought it was going to be Baylor as well. Um, but nope, apparently not. Uh, so instead of that, it was Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning, the defensive coordinator the, I mean, I should say the people love this guy. I mean, he's a high riser never has been a head football coach. 35 years old. So this wow. is the, this is the downside. But the reason why he's, you know, that sounds like positives to me. Hey, you know what? It's it's either way you flip it, right? And I like it too. I'm 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 a big fan of the hire. Uh it's a just, young, fresh look mm-hmm. at it's a new perspective. Yeah, exactly. I mean, isn't Georgia one or two in the nation? I believe right now they're they're two. I don't know. I should, definitely should know this. But yeah, they're an elite program. They were number exactly. one throughout the entire I mean, thing. He yeah. knows what it's like to be in that facility. Yeah. Let's see how he does. I'm I'm well, for it. I'm excited. I'll, Will he be coaching the bowl? No, no. And this is this is the thing. Okay. You don't want to mix that up because he can't come in there and be like, hey, this is how I like you don't want to quickly install all your philosophy in like a bowl game you know sure um also he's actually i believe i'm not quite sure about this but still going to be the dc for georgia i'm probably wrong here i don't i think they've actually moved on but um there that was a lot of the discussion like whether he's gonna be around because they're in the playoffs they're about to play michigan you know yeah um but let me let me I want to tell you how I mean, this whole coaching search went, okay? Because it was yeah. freaking crazy. Um, it started off. I mean, there's plenty of names out there, as you saw. Um, some of the ones that I don't think got an interview, but we were excited about Dave Aranda from Baylor. You predicted that was gonna be it. You were wrong, surprisingly. Not not often. That's a first. <laughs> yeah, it was a first. It shocked me. Lane Kiffin, his name popped up from Ole Miss. There was a lot of people joining the Lane Train on Twitter. Uh, Twitter really took off. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, then there came the official interviews, right? Because unlike Miami, we were doing the thing where it was like, no, you gotta, you've got to court your possible future coach. You know, we've got, yeah. and I just want to plug uh, quickly. Uh, we're going to be bringing on a very fun guest in a few minutes here. Uh, get ready for that. One of our faves. But um, so again, back into how this went. So we actually went out there and we, you know, 
we sent them a letter. I imagine it was through snail mail, even probably perfumed and, and said like, we would like to court your coach. Ask if he would like to maybe coach our team. You know, it started off with Kalani Sataki, uh, the BYU head coach. He's done a, a pretty great job. You know, a lot of people thought it was going to be like kind of a rebuild season after having a great season the year before. Yeah. And he comes in, just kicks the crap out of the Pac-12. Um, so it makes sense that you'd interview him. We interviewed him. Who knows how that went? He didn't get the job. He got a huge raise from BYU, though. After that. Good for him. I know. No, you're going to see this trend, man. There's a <laughs> lot of raises. We get a lot of people. Uh, then... This one got some Duck fans moving in their seat. Chip Kelly. Right. Formally asked, you are not a fan of Chip Kelly. Uh, For some reason, you just don't vibe with the man. I can't vibe with the guy. I don't know. I've met his energy and it it didn't respond and reciprocate correctly. Anyone who's watching this on on our YouTube or anything like that, you can look at Aaron right now. I can assume Chip Kelly wouldn't like you either. He wouldn't like. I mean, I'm more of a yeah. I feel like I'm better on the basketball circuit with Bill Walton, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Chip Kelly, not so much. So I mean, obviously he's at UCLA. Uh, Chip Kelly is officially interviewed. A lot of people are freaking out because I mean that's 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 taking crazy. They actually interviewed him. Maybe it's not a take. It's taking a step back. But it's at least trying to recreate something from the past, right? Yeah. Uh, we know the recruitment ain't coming with him unless you get other people to recruit for him. And at the same and he doesn't work wonderfully well with people that he isn't, you know, that he personally right. likes or can stand. So I mean, there's a lot of I don't know. I wasn't stoked about it, but I was certainly curious. You then know, after in that, the very yeah. least, they could have even just done it for the friggin' social media bump, the nostalgia <laughs> I mean, bump. I get. I mean, that's the thing is Chip Kelly's not even that good on social media. I mean, <laughs> anyways, uh, so then after that, we get some news very shortly after that. Justin Wilcox, Cal football's head coach. Which you hated. I don't hate him. No, no. Hold on. No, I mean, the idea of him coming was you hated. Well, I'll tell you this. At the moment when I was hearing this, the positives are, yes, you get your Oregon guy. Because this dude, like, lives and breathes Oregon. You know, like grew up basically with Herbert, like, you know, like is a duck as family with like legendary ducks all around, like um, is a duck, you know, even when he's a golden bear, we almost get him in here. You're a duck all the way, baby. That's clearly the hire that was like, here's here's the guy that'll maybe be here forever, no matter what. Like maybe he won't be as hot on the recruiting trail or some crazy X and O mine, but he'll at least, you know, be here and Build us slowly. A lot of the older, you know, like, I don't know, Bilotti era people wanted that. A little drama coming into that. And then, out of nowhere, you got Conzano, you got uh, Crepia, you got all these people talking about who they think it's going to be. Then, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, from the top rope, my man, someone comes out here and just leaks, oh, by the way, uh, Dan Lanning is going to be Oregon football's new coach, making all those other people look like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Wow. So that comes out and we're like, oh, it's here. Then the university officially says, no, 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 that isn't true. But they were saying like they're they basically saying like like using the perfect words to be like, we have not hired him. We have not hired a coach. Perfect. You know, it was right. Like, you saw, 
Yeah, maybe he signed a contract. We have not yeah, hired yeah. him. Yeah, he's had the contract. His blood is on it, but he has not actually written his name, you know, basically. Right. right. Um, then there was a lot of back and forth of like, blah, 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 blah. And then we hired Dan Lanning. Yay, that's wonderful. Then this shit gets crazy. Um, there is a letter all of a sudden produced by Gonzano. He, he shows it. It's a letter written, uh, signed by 14 Big time Oregon Ducks, including like Justin Herbert, Joey Harrington, Marcus Mariota, Achilles Smith. All these people signed it basically saying we want to return to like the good old days of Oregon. We don't want someone that'll run off, you know, like we want someone whose goal isn't to just do a national championship, but to do it the right way by being a duck and bloody, 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 blah. It looked honestly kind of bad coming out with the landing hire. Then it was revealed by Harrington himself that he wrote that before the landing hire. He was, it was just a note being like, Hey, by the way, this is what we would like in the coaching search, but it was leaked by someone. This is our conspiracy theory leaked by someone clearly to maybe even kind of piss some people off. You know what I mean? Sure. Cause it looks bad for that to come out right when we get a coach. That's not an Oregon guy. What? But okay. Look, I get it. Yeah. They are the old school. They are the bastions of the the vibe. Yeah. Gatekeepers, but I mean, if you will. <laughs> who's to say? Who's to say that he won't be here for the next forever, the rest of his life? Last two people, they left for their dream jobs. Now, Boom. Lanning, this is, this is one thing that people were. So they're I basically love. saying we want to be someone's dream job. Yeah, we we would love Will Cox. This probably is his dream job. Um, and then like this motherfucker. I love this though from Richmond, Missouri. Like apparently, like kind of grew up and like like really close to like a lot of the Kansas schools. None of those are their dream jobs. I learned this because of an in depth Twitter interview with his brother. We can freaking get into that later. But my man, there's there's way too much going on. For, for me and you to unpack here to unpack we need here. more insight from a different perspective we need someone who knows what the hell they're talking about is that thank true? god finally we need someone we need someone who's got their 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 finger on the pulse Boom. of oregon duck who, who's that who walks that line between hey hey i'm a i'm a fan I, I love harrington i love those good old days also hey let's fucking win a natty that's what we need we need someone with that mentality blend in the two so perfectly um you know who we need who's we that need someone whose twitter whose twitter tag is at or twitter name i, I don't know <laughs> handle handle think whose twitter handle is at who's the boss that's who we need vos that is right we need james boss of ditch rich we need him on this podcast ladies and gentlemen once again your um i guess uh quack 12 quiz leader since we haven't done another one yet that's right soon, but quack 12 quiz leader james voss how's it going man How uh, hey doing? hey oh we got a little a little, little intro i yeah. love it i there love it we, that, <laughs> we just started doing that yeah. <laughs> something to do we got we got the live first <laughs> you are you are the paul of this podcast the uh uh um oh paul schaefer uh, is that is that his name yeah Oh yeah, yeah right. Oh. That's and and, and thought, Adam is Adam is a uh, uh, Letterman, right? Yeah, I'll get of, a little course, of course, of course. <laughs> you get it. That's awesome. Plays a little. I, something I real am quick. about as with it in what's going on in the show as Paul is. So that's yeah, pretty yeah. accurate. Yeah, plays a little I, something I, clean just so we can get it for the so people can hear what we're working with. 
I think that's enough. I think that's enough. That's where we're going with. That's that's live music. Not every Love podcast it. does that. Love it. James, James, how you doing, my man? It's been a it's been a crazy coaching search. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. It's been <laughs> quite an interesting one. It just a uh, that was the longest week on one continuous conversation that we were all a part of through oh, Twitter spaces every now and then. I would close the app, be like, no, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then every time I open up the app, oh, they're still on. I might as well tune in. That was Who's truly amazing. Now? Now we gotta uh, now we gotta tell Aaron what that Aaron, you know what a Twitter space is? A Twitter space? Twitter space. No. Uh, okay. So th- either did I, either did anybody. Is this like so, a clubhouse type thing where you can literally talk and there's curators and you can raise your hand and talk? That's exactly that's I'm the so future, glad. baby. You described you it better than I. Well, dude, during the coaching search. So uh, someone who I'm hoping we can get on this podcast to kind of talk to talk about what the hell happened because it's really interesting. Very jealous of the numbers this person is pulling. Um, so they pull, they open up this Twitter space, say like, "Hey, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some ducks." The coaching search. Oh, shit. Suddenly, I'm well. First of all, it started off the dude's brother, which is the funniest thing to me. Dan Lanning's brother hops on and starts just opening his mouth. It's just like, "Oh, I don't really know." if he's the coach or not, but maybe he is. And like, if he was, I think he'd do good. And uh, here's a possible OC hire, like just letting loose in a way that you do not see suddenly real, real people hopping on this. Oh my God. Like, like, like Achilles Smith's on there. Joey Harrington's on there. The fuck Rob Mullins, the athletic director, athletic director for the University of Oregon is hopping in there. There's 1,500 people in there. Um, I mean, you uh, kind of K- have to that point, right? As soon as, like, names oh, yeah. jump in, you're like, fuck, the school needs to start representing a point here oh, because yeah. they're going to roast us. It was great. I, and That's like, amazing. And it was like a 24-hour thing. It, it was it was nuts. James, yeah. so during this time, there was a lot of names mentioned. You're a diehard mm-hmm. Duck fan. I yeah. want to walk through going through the let's say let's say just the official interviews. Let's take Dan Lanning off the table right now. Okay. Kalani Sitaki, Chip Kelly, Justin Wilcox. If you are the Oregon AD, who would you actually put in that head coaching spot out of those three? Of of those three? Those I think three, yeah. I think I think naturally, if this was the case, it makes sense that Justin Wilcox was offered the job. Uh, that yeah. You take the younger guy, uh, you take the guy who had a third-ranked recruiting class in the Pac-12 last year. Mm-hmm. I think you take the guy who has been expressed to want it and finally throw a bone, uh, maybe finally throw a bone to whatever powers that may be within your mm-hmm. booster Mm-hmm. class your eugene royalty whatever deep state within the U- within the city of eugene <laughs> yes, it's behind um like like we we talk about phil knight all the time uh there are names pape machinery murphy plywood uh and another name wilcox uh mm-hmm. that uh is um a name that floats around in in a world from a world that did not boast many nfl hall of famers prior mm-hmm. to uh, a, a modern era in which NFL ducks are a dime a dozen. Now we're watching a, a perennial, a soon to be perennial MVP candidate every Sunday now. And, mm-hmm. and that was not the case before. And so that name, Dave Wilcox and, and his sons who played for Oregon, like that, that means a lot to a certain generation of Oregon fans. And that means that makes total sense to me. 
Yeah. And I can make it, it, it all comes together. All the reasons why that letter was written uh, at the time that it was written at the oh, beginning right, of the, the letter, coaching yeah. search, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the coaching search that basically said Justin Wilcox's name without saying Justin Wilcox's name. Yeah. Um, it, it did everything but say him outright. They can, they can hedge and say, Oh, we thought maybe chip and Chris Peterson and Jeff Tedford might've also fallen in there. It, it was a it was a pitch for Justin Wilcox. You talk about him and he like in the affirmative as a single person, a yeah. candidate in the letter, and and I think that was just, that was all well and good to for them to express that to Rob Mullins in a letter that was meant to be private at the mm-hmm. beginning of a search, uh, just sort of to express he's got Rob Mullins got a lot of people in his ear. He said on day one he had a lot of people blowing up his phone, uh, mm-hmm. and so I, I I would imagine Joey Harrington and and secondarily Marcus Mariota and Justin Herbert, if they could find a free moment uh, might be in his ear as well and mentioning something. Uh, And I don't know if they were how much input they had had in other coaching searches, but I think Justin Wilcox becomes that uh, the, the natural choice between those three that we are aware were firmly on Oregon's radar prior to us understanding that Lanning uh, was also within the hunt. Uh, But uh, the another wrinkle in, in the whole thing would be, that we allegedly, and it's all been but been confirmed by everyone involved. Akili went on Kenzano's radio show today, mad that Justin Wilcox may or may have turned that job down after players like him uh, and Joey went out to kind of basically stick their neck out for him. And I wow, don't know. The plot fucking thickens. <laughs> I, right? I was about to ask what yeah. would be because there's a big blank that I don't understand is why would the school not choose Justin Wilcox if he does have all of these pedigree speaking for him. It's a good thing. It turns out, oh, maybe he turned it down. It sounds like he did. I mean, from everything yeah. we're hearing, and, and like yeah. I'll, I'll say this, like for I all mean, the- you just sold me on him. I was like, oh yeah, we should get Justin. Yeah, that makes sense. I like everything you're saying. I'll, I'll say uh, Wilcox. I wasn't because uh, this is the thing, especially like all the Duck fans, because there were Duck fans like ready to be like, "Are you fucking serious, yeah. Wilcox?" Yeah. Like that was a lot of the Twitter just like hate. And really, I mean, like, I'm excited about Dan Lanning. I, I, I prefer Dan Lanning, I think, because yeah. I think a lot of people would say, like, there seems to be possibly a, cle- a higher upside uh, just because yeah. he's young, because his career is just skyrocketed. Um, but I think you have to acknowledge that I think there's a, a, a lower floor potential here with Lanning, too. He's never mm-hmm. been a head coach. And like you Wilcox, you know, he's he's I, I do think he's a good coach. I think Cal is one of the hardest jobs Absolutely. to be a head coach, especially these last couple of seasons with all the <laughs> pandemic. Um, he doesn't like he didn't like blow me away, but if you took Wilcox, made him the head coach, this guy is looking to be there for a long time. You're not needing to do a crazy record set setting like a uh, contract with him or anything like that. You would you wouldn't imagine. And then you give him money to get a good OC, not Bill Musgrave. Uh-huh. I mean, oh mm-hmm. fuck, that's that's one thing. If he <laughs> yeah. brought Bill, Mus- I love Bill Musgrave, obviously. But if he brought Bill Musgrave with him too, then I'd be. But if you got him a good OC. A good DC, money to recruit. Like, who's to say he wouldn't be better than even Lanning? You know, it, it yeah. does make sense. Like, 
obviously a lot of the names thrown around in those Twitter spaces, even one of those Twitter spaces outright banned Justin Wilcox's name. And like, we do not say, we do not say Justin Wilcox. And that was part of the, part of the tough, the, the, the discourse on, line and on Twitter, and you have to remember Twitter isn't the real world uh, yeah. when that happens, is that there were there were conversations people were having about the guy they would want on Trapped on a Desert Island. And that, that was Lane Kiffin, almost assuredly. Uh, people were saying names like Urban Meyer and then arguing about that. And, and wait, trapped on a desert island, like you're hanging out with them on a trip on a desert, like, like, like or, or maybe like <laughs> in best of best scenario, like if I got my pick, sort of, sort of, okay, like, no. like, like, I like that, the idea of desert island. You can only bring one head coach for your football team. Who do you Precisely. choose? Uh, <laughs> you can only have yeah, one sorry. head coach. And, and, and that was, that didn't reflect reality. And, and you weren't even allowed to express in that chat that or in that group that hey it might actually be realistic like we know justin wilcox is going to get talked to we talked to him last time he is still a power five coach this is still an opportunity like yes he's like three games under 500 mario was 20 games under 500 as a head coach that's not the only thing people are looking at uh, rob mullins is looking at as he talks to all these people and we had these conversations granted mark few is a much more successful head coach but when you look it back at the Dana Altman hire, Dana Altman was way down the list of, of who to talk to. And, and uh, Pat Kilkenny went to Mark Few, the alumni, the, the guy first. And cause, cause those, those things run deep. Those things run really deep within the athletic department. Uh, it's things that people don't quite understand. Maybe when I read that letter, I read a, a love letter to the 30 to 40 years of the same core staff that existed between Brooks to Bilotti even through Chip and Helfridge, and and that letter even acknowledged, hey, we know in 2016 that the coaching tradition could never be the same because the same guys who coached Musgrave were the same guys who coached O'Neill and Harrington and and uh, uh, Graziani to uh, like <laughs> all of these guys shared the same coach and and Gary Campbell uh, mm. was was there forever and Jimmy Rad made sure they were all in shape and and that to me that's what that was kind of saying. Can we yep. at least find a hint? of that by, by giving Justin Wilcox a serious look. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I always expected the athletic department to, to do that. Uh, the, the lane train as excited <laughs> as, as I would be, if that was going to be yeah. the case, but uh, the, the lane train didn't refused to accept that. Yeah. And, and maybe it was just because Oregon football started with chip Kelly to a, a good, a good amount of people. That, that, that they didn't understand that that was a realistic thing to expect that Justin Wilcox is going to get a serious look this time around. Yeah. And, so this, and so this, this I, I guess, you know, seeming more and more like a fact that he turned down the job. Mm-hmm. In, okay, here's true conspiracy uh, corner here. Let's hear it. A good podcast, good journalism. You wouldn't just say this having no evidence whatsoever. The Quackful right. podcast is what we like live for. Oh, um, I hope so. He turns down this job. You got to think. I mean, obviously, there must be some warm feelings there. Um, and Cal, like, he's not staying there because he's feeling like next. No, next season's the season I'm going to win the Pac-12 North. That just yeah. truly doesn't seem possible. So the conspiracy theory that I've liked, that brave journalists i'm doing quotation marks like me have just randomly commented on like message boards and shit is people are like mullins 
was like, okay, I got to talk to this guy because there's a lot of pressure, a lot of boosters, a lot of, you know, everything. So I'm going to talk to Wilcox and I'm going to offer him, you know, $100 a year, whatever. Like, that's literally, lowest... my, that was my gut reaction was like, oh, they lowballed him. Just low, low ball. And he's like, well, can I get a little, like, that's kind of insulting. Can I get a little bit more, more money than just the bus fare to cover to go? Right. And, and they were like, no. And like it was so insulting that he had to say no. And right. like which it's, it's in just, his best interest. It's <laughs> people just making up storylines to get to that. But I mean, it's also like if if he did turn down the Oregon job, not to sound like the most annoying homer ever, but I just cannot imagine the head football coach of this Cal team after those last two years of like I mean, with the COVID restrictions in Berkeley mm-hmm. specifically, more so than like so many other places, like I, I don't know, it just seems so tough to win there compared to going to Oregon. I, I, I yeah. don't know. That's that's just some blatant uh, made up shit I want to throw out. No, there. I think I I don't think that's too far out of bounds. Go ahead, Aaron. I was gonna say maybe uh, another conspiracy you could roll with is that his people started the whole thing only as a um ability to go back to cal and say i want x amount now because well i'll tell you i mean i have another thing here it's worth you know like help pivot him to somewhere where he can get a higher stake happens all the time yeah Yeah. that much yeah yeah that could have played out that was a conspiracy theory that someone uh, someone just said like oh well you know, we're such close friends with Wilcox. We'll help him out by doing an interview so he can get more money. Drive, drive his right. price up. Yeah, right. but we exactly. are not hiring that motherfucker. I don't one, know. Once a duck, always a duck. We we make sure uh, uh, <laughs> we get, once he retires, he can become a very nice uh, booster. Have a, have a little bit of money. I should have interviewed Scott over. Frost, too, to add yeah. a little. We, we would have done that, yeah. <laughs> we'd take that. But it's, uh, I, I wonder, like, if that's if it is the dream that we always thought it was, or we expected it was for him. Uh-huh. You would want, if it was my dream, I would want a hero's welcome to my my uh, alma mater. Mm-hmm. And if Justin Wilcox has a Twitter account, I do not think he would <laughs> feel like he was being welcomed. No, <laughs> like, right. Justin Wilcox is in his burner in those Twitter spaces, and his <laughs> name is banned. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd stay at Berkeley too. I'd stay. I'd stay. He's on I'd his burner. He's like, no, you know, he, Cal's a pretty tough place to coach. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was like, using the the voice. You can do the voice changer in the spaces, <laughs> yeah. and he, he was like, hey, actually, guys, Justin Wilcox isn't that bad. Cal's a really hard <laughs> yeah. place to, to win. Yeah, he really turned that defense around. We don't need to talk about the offense, but we did, uh, and and it was there was a lot of people that were like banning Justin Wilcox's name and forgetting that while he was at Washington and Boise state as a D coordinator, all we could talk about was that we had a Wilcox problem. All that we could talk about was that his defenses uh, were, were always showing up for us. And even at Cal, like they beat us last year, it was COVID, but they beat us and, and they've given us close games. They gave us a close game this year. It, 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 he, he plays us tough. He cares. He gets up for the Oregon game, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, and so now, now what we said, I, I am glad you said that. I mean, I don't know about you, but like Wilcox made me feel warmer and fuzzier than the idea of Chip Kelly coming back. Yeah. Because that shit is not just going to be a retread of, of what it was before. I would have yeah. quit the show if he showed up. <laughs> you would have quit the show? <laughs> I was thinking because there was a second. These are total rumors, but maybe true, but total rumors. 
Urban Meyer, that shit would have been yeah, really, that, really hard. We would be that would have been tough. That that yeah. would have been that would have been that would have been really tough. There was a moment there in the uh, the I don't know if it's Thursday night or part of Friday evening when Chip Kelly might have been the pick. I put on my visor again just to feel something. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was like, I was like, are we doing it again? Are we getting the gang back together? But no, I think <laughs> the the Wilcox thing. And, and probably similarly for a lot of the, the players that wrote that letter, it was a coping mechanism for the trauma of Willie and, and Mario leaving and yes. tracking planes. And, yeah. and, and it felt warm and fuzzy. It felt like, Oh, maybe I am retreating into my Oregon bubble a little bit and, mm-hmm. and wanting to just bring everyone home and, and hug everyone and bring everyone into the panic, panic room and say, okay, we're going to hunker down. Uh, whether that's, uh, a 10 win ceiling for a couple years. Oh, so be it. Uh, let, let's keep everyone home. But I, I, I can understand why people might think that's a, a, not the best thing we could have done. And I'm, and honestly, the way it worked out, Dan, uh, Rob Mullins got uh, both things. He got to please the boosters by offering Justin Wilcox. And, and he also got turned down and gets the hot young national name, 35 year old. I'm getting closer in age to the coach than mm-hmm. I am to the players anymore. And that was yeah. a, that's a weird thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm almost there. I'm not there yet, but <laughs> um, it was weird. It was weird today watching that, that presser, but exciting. I want to run through a brick wall. I'm, I'm all aboard the Dan van. I love it. The and, Dan and, van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and you know, so let, let's get into it. Dan Lanning. I mean, it has been exciting. I mean, because even I'm not watching a whole lot of SEC football. There's always some Pac-12 football game that I, I need to watch um, to know what I'm talking about. But seeing, you know, I still have watched some Georgia every once in a while. You're certainly aware of what Georgia's doing. Their yeah. defense has been just truly like nothing of this world, except for that one game against Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, he's been fun as hell to watch. Um, so that is the last three seasons as defensive coordinator and outside linebackers coach. He seems to really know his, his X's and O's shit. That's what I'm seeing over mm-hmm. and over by people that know their X's and O's shit is they're saying no this guy really he's not just an amazing recruiter and Aaron that needs to be mentioned he is a very that was a question I was gonna pose man if if you know like Cristobal is truly like top of the game this dude is still just nipping at his heels at one point was the top recruiter in the nation no shit then it bumped down a little bit I think he's at number eight right now which is still good enough to get us some real good fucking talent um yeah yeah, and he's just like sky i mean he actually had a couple of seasons at asu as a general assistant and a uh recruiting uh i don't know uh whatever captain chief coordinator (laughs) sure asu 2012 to 2013 and then since it's just been going up and up and up and uh i'm excited as hell i just love the idea that rob mullins wanted to do the wanted to get a coordinator, you know, and, yeah. and I'm glad that he went for the risk because really, especially if you got someone who can recruit his ass off, then suddenly like one, two seasons, if they're, if you got to fire the guy in like two seasons or three seasons, if he was still recruiting his ass off, it's actually not like lost seasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Next guy the, can come the, in. yeah you like, you, you look at the situation in Washington where the coach was a problem and the recruiting was a huge part of that. They come and the cabinet is is bare, and they're hoping to bring some 
semblance of Fresno's roster over or back mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth from, <laughs> from uh, their former transfers or, and, yeah, and, and <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, and the cabinet is bare uh, from that standpoint, you get a guy who's going to recruit his ass off the number eight recruiter in the country, according to two, four, seven, that, that landing seems to be young guy, high energy guy. I think he only dropped that far down because Mario beat him for Noah Sewell and Justin Flo, like, like that, like, yeah, they're and, on the team. And, and now he gets to come <laughs> coach those guys. He, he, right. he, he lost the battle and won the war and, and he gets to <laughs> get those guys in his defense and, and just, Right before we got on, I don't know if you you all saw. I think you guys are actually live. Seven McGee had entered the transfer portal That's about forty five right. minutes ago. Uh, you saw that he is back. He is. He, 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 he uh, talked to Dan Lanning. He tweeted that he talked to Dan Lanning and that he's uh, not entering the transfer portal. So that was. It's been what uh, uh, six and a half hours since. Dan Literally, I got conference. in my notes right here, yeah. people. Seven McGee yeah. transferred. I wrote that right when we. He he already he already uh, got got him back. He's already he's wow. already back on the team. He's not going anywhere. Uh, that that's how good Dan Lanning already seems yeah. to have proven himself. Uh, on you gotta the recruiting get Cattleman trip. back. <laughs> exactly. You gotta get Henry Cattleman, Cattleman back. Gotta get Cattleman back. Micah. He can go play at Florida State if he wants. That's fine. Uh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we should say, too, speaking of Florida State, yep. that is the rumor, right? Again, the best part about this is that this news was actually broken by Dan Lanning's brother. Yeah. Um, because he was like, yeah, I, I think he liked that coordinator over at Florida State. They worked together at Memphis. So yeah. I imagine that they're, you know, like, like, first Dude. of all, I love Dan Lanning's brother. That was a really fun time. Yeah. From this point on, now that he's hired at Oregon, you need to shut the fuck up, my man. Dude, yeah, I, I was so surprised. He was just talking. People were like, what's your dad's name? Uh, he's it, just where, so like, excited. He was saying everything. And I think he's like, he's, he's a significantly or like seven plus years younger than Dan. And like, like he's not constantly in contact with him. So he's Uh, not like getting updates all the time. He, he knows if he gets the official text, like to his dad or something, that's when the job's official. And he hadn't gotten that text yet, mm -hmm. but um, uh, Dan's a busy man. I love that he took his moment to get the 15 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because that's what started it. It was like people were like, "Oh my God, Dan Lanning's brother is in it." And yeah, like, that and got we thought there. people people loved him. Whether like they basically spent the first 20, 30 minutes of him being on, like, "Hey, are we sure this is actually Dan Lanning's brother?" Like yeah. people were asking, like, "What's <laughs> what's your dad's name?" Like like just trying to like vet him and like check him out. And they like Wikipedia and all this stuff. Uh, but it seemed it. to be legit. It seemed in the press conference, uh, someone asked Dan about it. And he was like, someone actually just told me this right before I got on stage. I'm going to have to figure that out. But yeah, he better he better lock it up now. Uh, I, I loved it as a candidate, not as a coach. Yeah, now, now <laughs> yeah. You can come on this show, but otherwise, oh, don't talk to any real media, please. That's uh, funny. Yeah, and Bruce Feldman has been saying that, yeah, he is targeting his good old friend, Kenny Dillingham. Uh, very freaking young offensive coordinator. He's goddamn my age. I do believe thirty-one. I want to say he's thirty-one years old. Sheesh! This he's team, a kid. This it's, team. It's it's a kid kid program now. No, I. Yeah. It, it. I think the best thing you could do if if Lanning is even half the recruiter of Mario. And, and it seems like he's better than half the recruiter that Mario is. Mm-hmm. And he listens to his offensive coordinator. 
Yes. That, that would be a, we've somehow fallen forward in, 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 in in a lot of ways, if that is the case. And, and Dillingham, obviously like Florida state, didn't look great. I've heard he's been given a tough ride, but yeah. he's he's a play, an experienced play caller now. He's learned under Mike Norvell. Uh, he's ha- he's had that, and Memphis had some insane uh, offenses when Mike Norvell was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think it seems like it's exciting. It seems like uh, Dillingham was even courting Pittman to come and transfer to Florida State as of like less than a week ago. So it seems like there's come on uh, back. Really, relationship with with a passing game with a balanced attack that's what dan talked about in his presser how interesting mm-hmm. he's like uh never mind yeah yeah my bad too i'm back <laughs> yeah yeah hey, we'll, we'll take we'll take everyone back all the decommits they they see they see fun sure. offense coming they see a a really stout defense coming the florence brothers they can stick around and yeah and, and, and kelvin banks well secondary. i think he's already uh, yeah, he's at Texas, right? He's gone. He just, he's Texas, he, he's gone. Yeah. Maybe someone else. Tanner Bailey, get your ass back. Come on. Um, <laughs> come on home. Come on home. Yeah, and, and that that young OC hire, that is, like, I do love it, but it does feel, I, I'm not a big Family Guy fan, but it does mm-hmm. feel like that moment when, uh, I remember he's, like, at a car dealership, and it's like, oh, you can win a uh, a boat if you come here. Like just by talking to us, or you can win the mystery box. And he's all like, "Oh, well, like I want to go for the mystery box. That could be anything. That could even be a boat. Like that's <laughs> that kind of what it, boat. Yeah, that kind of is what it feels like. That's that's totally fair. Uh, Thirty-one year old, you know. Yeah, it's a risk. It's it's a risk similar to that of of hiring landing in the first place. Yeah. Uh, but he did talk about the notes app he's been keeping of all the guys that he's worked with along the way that like he could consider hiring if he was to ever become a head coach. And yeah. sounds like Dilly, uh, as uh, we've heard him lovingly re- affectionately referred to as uh, Dilly might be one of those guys. And if he takes a job, that'd be exciting. And I, a young, exciting class. It seems like Dilly's also an insane recruiter in his own right. Yeah. So, I mean, just get a bunch of monster recruiters. I, I've heard rumors of, uh, Tosh coming back to the West Coast uh, uh, from from Jacksonville, which is a, a, a speaking of Urban Meyer, it's pretty pretty bad situation there. I, I wouldn't blame him if he wanted to come back, and mm-hmm. I'm sure Washington fans would just love it if if we <laughs> somehow somehow ended up back with Tosh. Bro, I was rooting for uh, Peterson to just come back and just be. Oh, oh my god, that'd be fucking great! <laughs> just just to win the the press conference to get <laughs> him and that, and then he could immediately appoint uh, Jimmy Lake to be our head coach, and then we would immediately <laughs> lose again. Yeah, yeah, we just follow their cycle. <laughs> well, y'all, this is. I mean, hey, there's a lot of questions in the air. I think we're all excited about landing, landing, and Eugene. I saw that pun so many times. Uh, you know, <laughs> Will. Co- I, I'm happy to hear that you're not part of the like Wilcox would have torpedoed this whole thing. Uh, but I, you know, I'm excited for a new. I mean, this is a fun thing too. Is like, I mean, we all watched them. That Oregon offense was pretty hard to watch at points in this season, even when we were winning. Like mixing it up sounds good. I don't know. We may be heading towards disaster. We won't know <laughs> till the next season. But uh, so now we got pretty big event here. 
glad you're here, James, to help us out because we're wrapping up a season long game that Aaron and I have been playing. We've been doing the pickums. We've been uh, keeping scores, and now Aaron has a healthy lead, but we are going into uh, bowl games, which is two points each. Uh, We'll keep your tally, too, and compare. see if you can beat us again, just like you did in the Black (laughs) Clover. No, I was going to ask, Adam, did you have a chance to win, I guess you make the Bulls two points. That might that might give them a yeah. chance. I've been following following the picks just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, the only way I have a chance to pick. Is yeah, <laughs> randomly, arbitrarily made that rule a couple of years ago when I was also back like five points. Way behind. Like, uh, Bulls games are two points. Yeah. Yep. Winner winner takes all. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um. So here we go. Our favorite segment. Big the pig. That is right. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to talk. No, keep going, man. No, no, it's good. Okay. It's just there for the transition, baby. A little quick <laughs> for me, but uh, the great Pick'em Challenge. That is right. The Quack 12 podcast is at it again. Here we go. So the current score, Adam has 48 points. Boo. Aaron has 54 points. So I got a lot. I mean, shit. That's a lot. We it's made three tie. games to tie, four to win. I don't know what we do. How many bowl tie. games are there? It makes you wish more Pac-12 teams were bowl eligible. Huh? I know. <laughs> it, it would have been nice if it wasn't like an even number too. But uh, yeah, we got six, six bowl games to choose. All right, because uh, Pac-12 is I don't know a bit middling is why. But um, let's get into it, shall we? First bowl game. Oh yeah, Woo! the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. bowl game. What do y'all think about Jimmy Kimmel? Personally, <laughs> I think he's kind of boring. I like talk late night talk shows. Don't like his. Don't think he has I, character. I like that he employs his family. I'm not yeah. so sure. I like that he employs his family just to pick on him. <laughs> but he seems like a nice enough guy. I mean, he's definitely progressed since the Man Show. I was about to say. So yeah. you you like that he wore blackface on camera? You approve that? No, Get this I on did record. not know he did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they had an old man. I mean, every once in a while pops up like a man show sketch where he played Charles Barkley and that shit aged oh. poorly. <laughs> Look it oh, up. Oh, man. Also, <laughs> what does he have to do with college football? I don't understand it. He's in L.A. and the Bulls yeah, it's it's about it's about promoting L.A. and the new stadium and the 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 excitement of that. But I, I did I did have a chance to see uh, Jimmy uh, record a show when I lived in L.A. And oh. I stood next to Guillermo. Guillermo hey. is a baller. No one no one flinches in that building unless Guillermo gives him the the go ahead. So oh shit, no, I love I, it. I, <laughs> okay, so it's on camera picking, but it, backstage we got bosses. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's really the Guillermo show. Here's what I want to happen in this bowl game. Okay. I want, since it is, we're enhancing and talking about LA, and we really want that to be a thing. Well, let's have but... Tom Cruise zip line mm. in from a helicopter onto the 50 yard line doing a double back somersault. Bro, you should watch the, uh, I forget what it is. Uh, we, we do not endorse this, but uh, doesn't Barstool, they have a bar, they have a bowl game. I believe they, oh it's a, the Arizona Bowl, and I think they want to do something like that. Yeah, the, he, the main guy, is his name something cat? I don't know, Big, I forget. Big I think cat. Yeah. Dip shit Big my cat. fuck yeah. ass. <laughs> yeah, dip, yeah. Yeah. Well, dip, he, dip, yeah. 
Dipshit McFuckass. <laughs> He's he is parachuting into the bowl. It's like I'm not a big barstool fan, but I do appreciate like getting to the level where you buy a bowl game and you treat it as your own. Th- like I hope that we become popular enough that we can become as obnoxious as Barstool and Ugh, do that shit. I don't know, bro. I <laughs> hope he breaks a leg. <laughs> Fine, I, 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 really. I hope we get as rich as Bar School. Uh, Barstool. Is sure. Okay. I'll take the money, but I'll, I don't want the attitude. Anyways, <laughs> anywho, we're, we're starting off with James here. Uh, who's wow? Happened to see Jimmy? Who has seen Jimmy Kimmel? I love that we had you on for the show. Um, we got you on here. We want to mm-hmm. get because you don't prefer Aaron over I or vice versa, do you? I I don't believe so. No, <laughs> I, I, I I I think I, I prefer uh, Aaron's anti Arizona picks. Uh, yeah. I do. I I will ride with those. Although I do think. They're way better than their record reflects this year. I still won't root yeah. for them, but they're way better than their record reflects. I agree. So, so you're not going to favor one of us or the other by telling us faulty information or anything. Okay. I do not believe so. So why don't you give us your pick in these games? And then uh, because Aaron, you have the lead, you will make your official pick and then I will make my pick. cool. Yes. So I've seen Jimmy Kimmel live and I've seen Oregon state live. <laughs> I have not seen Utah State live. However, Utah State does have Blake Anderson, uh, one one season as a head coach, who is the son of Gary Anderson, I believe, the guy who uh, was at Utah State, went to Oregon State, quit, uh, and then went back to Utah State. But didn't um, make them pay that millions of dollars. That exactly. He, he said, you know what? I'm good on $12 million. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nuts. Uh, nuts all the way around. Taking a job at Oregon State and then not making them pay you $12 million. <laughs> Um, uh, but I do think Oregon state is probably the better team. Utah state's had a great year. They, they won the mountain West Mm -hmm. over, over a a tough San Diego state team. They had a lot of COVID things going into that game too. That's right. But I think think defensive coordinator coach that team. (laughs) And, and, uh, and and I think the bees have a great offensive line. They can run the ball on everyone, but Oregon, and uh, I think they'll probably come out and win this game and get to eight wins, which is incredible for Jonathan Smith and that 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 staff that came in there and really builds it back up. I mean, credit to them. Yeah. And uh, Aaron, a little more information for you, just to make it a little fair. Uh, as James said, uh, Mountain West Conference champions, Utah State is. Uh, best wins over Wazoo, over San Diego State in the mm-hmm. championship game. Uh, some of their losses are uh, to BYU, to Wyoming, and to Boise State. Those are their three losses. Wow. What do you got, Aaron? Who are you going with? This is very important. Take your time. We love the dead air. I don't think it's going to be the Beavs. It's got to be Utah State. Mm, this is a good game. This really is a good game. It is. Um, it is. Yeah. I'm, I know that I have to pick different from you at least three times to even right. have a possibility of tying you. Um, this one is a close enough match. You say Utah State, right? That's who you picked? Correct. Okay. I feel, I, I feel like I'm going to, this is going to be one of them. I'm going to take Oregon State. I'm going with my man, James. Good pick, good, this, pick. good pick, good pick. I fish think want to be over here, Schroeder. The fact that the field is new will play a role. <laughs> all right. I like all it. Right. I like there it. It's Up gonna next. feel weird on their feet, and they're gonna get all goosey legged. Goosey legs. Watch out. Plus, they're in LA, legs. and Jimmy Kimmel is like watching them. What? We're just these little hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> you think Jimmy Kimmel's gonna be there? 
I don't think he's gonna be there. Yeah, I, I friggin' hope he's there with like a crown and a robe and a scepter, being like he must yeah. like college football because he sang. He was in that commercial for the New Year's Day where they sang about football. Uh, so there's that. Or he likes. Oh, huh, I missed paid. that. There's that. Here we go. UCLA versus NC State. That's right, the Wolfpack. It's a tough one, my man. Um, no, it's NC easy. State nine three. <laughs> UCLA eight and four, as you know, Chip Kelly. Um, I mean, they had some good wins. LSU was one, even though it wasn't that impressive, I guess. Uh, Fresno State, that loss was entertaining, at least. NC State mm-hmm. wins over Clemson, which is less impressive than it would be a year or two ago. Uh, LA Tech, there you go, Louisiana Tech, yeah. Uh, UNC, they beat them. Sure, why not throw that in there? Losses to Mississippi State. To Miami, Cristobal's Miami, looking so good with that new gelled hair. And Wake Forest, Holiday Bowl. Who do you have, James, in this one? Yeah, I think NC State, that UNC game, it came down to a miracle, like final two touchdowns right at the end. I think they're easily easily eight and four, eight and four. uh, If if a ball doesn't, a ball goes the wrong way. Uh, I guess you can say that really about any any team in the country, but I, I guess that's kind of tainting my view of NC State, even though I've seen them play pretty mm-hmm. well here and there throughout the year. I do think DTR will be the best player in this game, and the, the game I saw DTR play against USC is probably really warping or, or elevating my belief in in him <laughs> and in UCLA. But I, th- sure. I think I think UCLA is gonna gonna win this one. Chip's gonna have a, a little bit of wind beneath his sails to know he's wanted uh, by everybody. Like when when Oregon was coming to call in people at UCLA, even though they were saying, "Hey, is this should we fire Chip before that?" Uh, now they're like, "Hold on, do we have anybody other than Chip?" <laughs> and, yeah. and so I think I think there there will be some some momentum going into the next year. DTR possibly his last college game. I think his last college game. Uh, he's been there forever, but COVID makes everything weird. I, I think he'll probably show up and 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 really perform because it's a two hours south. It's a home game. That's right, baby. He got who you got, Aaron? Man, man, oh mercy! You're gonna go with your Pac-12 homerism? Go with UCLA? Though you hate, I can't hate. I was college. thinking about it. I was like, wow, am I really just gonna be going against every Pac-12 team? But I feel NC State has this all the exact same reasons that James said, but. It actually results in a boiling point of non-communicato between school and coach. I think Chip Kelly is cooked, my man. That, that's fair. I think I think it is a problem that I am picking right now two Pac-12 teams to win the two bowl games we've picked because Pac-12 teams do not show up in bowl games. We know this. In, in, historically, it's 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 constantly what people say. So Once we talk about going, winning, you're going the right way. Winning You're going the right way. Up. Great. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so this one, UCLA, NC State. I've been burned by UCLA in the past, but this time, uh oh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm also staying. I'm staying with my man James. I'm staying with the Pac-12 West Coast, best coast. Good and, for you. And I'll <laughs> see your ass at the finish line after I crossed it because I'm gonna win. <laughs> um. Up next, after that, a team we all know and love. The Oregon Ducks versus Oklahoma Sooners. Now, we all know Texans hate Oklahomans, so I imagine uh, that Artie is leaning you towards the Ducks, Aaron. But um, No, the issue is that they water down their beer. Oklahoma does? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, 
2.3% alcohol down there. It's fucking bogus, bro. Oh my goodness. You know, you, drink you know, like 24 uh, beers, you're not drunk and then you just have a headache. Oh my, it sounds Criminal. like sounds like BYU. It sounds like Provo here we're talking about. Yeah. You know, um, soaking you know, their beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know uh uh why uh why Oklahoma beer is like having sex in a canoe? Why? It's fucking close to water. <laughs> Good. There you go. Love it. Love it. I'm, I'm curious to know what joke you converted into that joke. I think they say uh, it was oh um, American beer. I think. Sure. I okay. That. Yeah. You know. You know. I'm elitist. <laughs> um, ten and three. Oregon number fifteen. Oregon versus number fourteen. Oklahoma. Ten and two. Oh, I wish Mike Bellotti was our interim head coach. For mm. this. God, I wish he was. It seemed like there was a possibility for a goddamn second. But I don't it know. Did. He's not. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma ten and two with their best wins over Texas, uh, Nebraska, Iowa State. Hey, we did. They kicked our ass a year ago, but um, not the best wins there. But no losses to Baylor, losses to Oklahoma State. Those are some pretty damn good teams. They lost to mm-hmm. Oklahoma was so similar to us in a lot of ways, as in they just felt like pretenders throughout the entire time. Everyone was waiting for them to lose that first game. Uh, this They also lost their head coach. This shit's crazy. They're going to want to yeah. beat us so bad from the last time we played them. And they happen to have the same goddamn head coach since the last time we played them. Uh, man, this is... I'm almost more excited for this game that it's kind of... I mean, no game is meaningless. At the same time, all the games are meaningless. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I kind of like that, you know, this game doesn't have Thibodeau, that we don't have our new head coach here. It's that, all so random. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just yeah. throw it out there and see what happens, you know? Yeah. We got good players. I totally, players. I totally agree. And I think, like... A lot of pe- a lot of things are going to be said about the onside kick and about that that game. So many of these players, almost all of these players, probably have no clue. Like like they they're maybe watching a replay or they're being told by Bob Stoops at uh, at Oklahoma like what happened. I doubt many of our players like are even being preached about about that because no. hey we we won the we won the we won the game. Uh, if you want to blame an onside kick, then you should stop the ensuing touchdown, you should stop the field goals being blocked or like you should stop all the other things. Uh, if you were one onside kick away from winning the football game, it, it was a lot closer than I think you are uh, uh, expressing as in Oklahoma sooner. But uh, yeah. I think, I think it, I love that. It also means really nothing. It's, it's random. It's interim coaches and, and our staff is still going to be there. I, I wonder about our preparation with, Mirabal oh, yeah. and Moorhead and Feld and, and all them being sort of at the helm of it. I, I think that would be my number one flag, like for Oregon to, to actually expect to win this game. I, I just want to see something fun. I want to see something loose. I, I don't want to see another, the Iowa state game. It, it could also have meant nothing, but it just felt really sad uh, the way that it went down and after those two those two Utah games that were just repeats of each other, I just want to see something fun and loose like what I saw against Oregon State uh, right before that second second Utah game, which might as well yep. just have been all melded into one Utah game. Just, Man, just that was a great game. Yeah, Oregon State? Yeah. Some, yeah. yeah. That was a something, fun something game. Something like really that. Was. Um, well, I, I would like yeah. to see 
not Anthony Brown, not to be the person just to throw Anthony Brown, but like, can can it not can it not be this one? Like, the practice will do someone else so good. I don't know if we can win with him, sure, but I don't know. It just seems yeah. like this is the game to really throw some other quarterback out there. But they may they may go like this is also his last collegiate game ever. Right. He beat yeah. Knowing Ohio knowing. State. Knowing Moorhead uh, being in charge, I think you might see a little platooning the way that we did see near the end of the year last year yeah. uh, when he may have started to get his way against USC and then uh, a little bit against Iowa State. So I, I would imagine we'll see both quarterbacks. Ty can still uh, – maybe we might see all four. That would be fun. Uh, 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 <laughs> that would be a lot of fun because Ty can still play one more game and preserve his red shirt. And it would be very nice. I think you're right to allow Ty Thompson or Robbie Ashford or uh, Jay Butterfield the opportunity to play in a football game before they have to go into the Mercedes-Benz Superdome next year and play against uh, uh, Georgia uh, and uh, as his, as their first game, whoever that starter might be. So I think just out of real comfortability, uh, I'll pick Oregon. I'm not confident in that that pick, uh, but I, I, I just want to say I picked Oregon, I guess. There you go. You know what? Convinced. I'm picking Oregon. Let's do it. Let's but do really it. Really quick, Mr. Voss, I am curious. Anthony Brown Jr., did he drive you nuts? Did he, you were safe? What did you feel about him? as? And now that the season has passed, yeah. what are your final thoughts? Yeah, I think anyone who who um, has followed me, talked to me, or read, read any of my stuff might see me as the uh, premier Anthony Brown defender. Uh, he, 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 he won us, he, he won us 10 games. Uh, I, I refuse to believe I've refused to put him in the same breath as a Burmeister or a Kemp or a, oh, yeah. or a Lockie. I think yep. he's been given far too much crap, uh, than he deserves as a, as a man, as a leader, as a person who goes out there and lays his body out on the line, every single play, yep. uh, uh, without a doubt. And I think he was known by the players. Like people don't talk about the fact that he had the locker room since day one of this season. Everybody talks to him. You watch his interviews uh, after every practice, all of his fan, all his teammates, uh, Verone and Travis Dyer screaming, Oh, Anthony Brown, Anthony Brown, Superman, Superman. Like he had the respect of that locker room and everyone responded to him. And, and that, that showed up in Columbus that showed up, on three or four game-winning touchdowns that he scored that showed up on uh, uh, three games. He was either like 296, 287, and, and uh, like 270. Like those are, not, those are not small numbers. Those are not trash numbers. Those are not guy who can't throw numbers. Uh, uh, it, it, it was there. It, obviously, he had times where he pressed and where he made mistakes and where he, those Utah games especially and put in positions where uh, uh, he was asked to, to do way more than what we already knew he wasn't capable of. And mm-hmm. uh, he still won 10 games. He still took us to the Pac-12 title game. There's still a chance to win 11. Uh, and, and I think he's been given, uh, I think, history might end up being kind to him once another quarterback may come along mm-hmm. and uh, not look as great and not win 10 games. And, right. and uh, we may, I hope there are some reflection that, Hey, maybe we were a little harsh yeah. on a guy who's still, who still won us 10 games who beat fucking Ohio state yeah. for the yeah, first time in Oregon history. That's an all timer. And, and okay. yeah, real quick. Sorry, Adam, we'll get to your pick here soon. 
Bonus <laughs> question. If it goes to the NFL, where do you see no. him going? <laughs> I mean, if he if he if he were to go to the NFL because a scout really believed in it, uh like I don't see him unlike a Tyler Huntley type, uh who 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 is it can still find his his lanes in passing and Tyler Huntley has a job in the NFL. Um, it, you may call me, people may call me crazy for, for saying that, but I think there's also a track record for the Oregon staff failing at, at producing and developing a quarterback to his fullest extent. And we're seeing that in Justin Herbert, uh, uh out there on the NFL pr- field right now. And right. I, and I'm not saying he's Herbert. I'm not saying, uh, that the staff is absolutely inept. I'm saying that I could see a, a world in which he makes a practice squad or, or a, free agent or a sixth or seventh round where someone thinks they might find a steal where yeah, I they fit their system. Round. They fit their system already. They, they, they eighth round that he might, his style might fit their system already in the way that Tyler Huntley kind of fits behind Lamar Jackson in that way. I think you're crazy, my man, but Hey, I, awesome. Hey, I, I'll see it. Uh, I'll uh, sign my name on it. Yep. I yeah. swear to God, I've <laughs> said right. that exact sentence as well. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Well, I mean, I also <laughs> thought a totally Herbert was, different way. <laughs> I also thought Herbert was going to be a terrible or not a not ready for the NFL. I truly thought that with all it of was. My heart. It, I I see it, and when I go back to his his, I I was constant. I was also on the the train that everyone was overlooking him. That everyone was just deciding to look at the scores and the stats and the mm-hmm. the Arroyo handcuffed by Mario Cristobal, maybe maybe not offense. And right. saying, "Oh, that is all that is there." But like, look at the tape. Look at the throws he was making. It was there at least three times a game. And mm-hmm. and to say that we haven't seen uh, Anthony Brown throw dimes it would be a lie. And yep. and just because it's not there one hundred percent of the time doesn't mean that uh, an NFL scout, a quarterback coach, might not see that and see uh, a second or third string quarterback or a practice squad quarterback that right. that could be developed into something more. Yeah. I mean, it, it is interesting to say, and I'll say I'll say this with you know Cristobal, like even if if Herbert, if senior year Herbert was the quarterback this season, I'm really not sure you see much difference in the results exactly. because yeah. Herbert was hard to watch at times. Oh and my god! Part of it was because he was you know a freshman starting, a sophomore <laughs> starting, but also because absolutely it was just unpredictable. Like, well, there, there'd be some mental mistakes, which is fine, you know. And then there was also, yeah, Cristobal isn't looking to have the most exciting, aggressive yeah. offense. Um, yeah. Uh, my pick, uh, you take the UO, flip that shit. Oklahoma <laughs> Sooners winning another one. They're going to. Wow. Yep. What do you fucking think? You know, they're a wild team too, man, because just fucking growing up dealing with the uh, Red River rivalry. Yeah. Uh, Sorry for shouting in the mic. Always, when that game was in Austin, it literally was like 50-50 chance on who's going to win this fucking thing. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Cursing a lot. Sooners do that to you where they just beat you and you're like, fuck. Boomer soon, baby. Okay, let's go up next. You, you didn't mention that I put Camden Lewis in this photo. I thought you would like that. I like it. I yeah. like it. He made it. Up next, the Viva Las Badgers, baby. The Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, it's pretty funny. Viva um, Las Badgers. Hell yeah. Wisconsin Badgers versus the Arizona State Sun Devils. These Badgers started off real bad. Then they got on a hot streak. Then they ended really bad. Uh, they lost. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they wins best wins. I don't know. Army, Purdue, Iowa, Nebraska, Nebraska popping up on this list a lot. Yeah, a lot. 
the, I don't know. Once it keeps popping up, maybe it's like, maybe this isn't a quality win. I don't know. But, uh, and then losses to Penn State, Notre Dame, Michigan, and then the painful one, Minnesota. They got boated right at the end. Um, I mean, they lost a pretty good teams at least. Eight and four yeah. against eight and four, the fighting Herms, Arizona State. Hey, yeah. You, I, you like Dorian Thompson Robinson. Hey, you got a Jaden Daniels. That's, a, I, that's you, a pretty good one too, you know? You you would think, you would think, and maybe freshman year Jaden Daniels, that would be the case. I think he has regressed. He went from throwing 35 times a game to, I think in the Territorial Cup, they won and he threw like 15. Like, I don't know what happened with that staff. They're clearly like all the different things going going on behind the scenes, the possible NCAA sanctions and I think they're the the Herm Edwards experience experience experiment has has sort of run its course and and I my dad went to ASU but I think I think ASU is a a poorly coached team I think Wisconsin is a well coached team with a very stout defense a top ten defense despite like they're ending up in the Vegas Bowl uh, I think that they went on that hot streak in the middle of the year and I think that was warranted I think you lose to your your rival in Minnesota in a bad fashion, you can kind of forget that if you come to the Vegas bowl and, and play in that new stadium. And it, it might be the, the only time uh, uh, Arizona state gets to play in that stadium for a while, <laughs> uh, unless they make it, make their way back to the Vegas bowl. Um, so but I, I think, stadiums. I think, I think it's Wisconsin here. I, I think it's Wisconsin here. I'll, yep. I'll go against the pack here. What about you, Aaron? I assume your heart, uh, is going Adam, to Arizona State. You love the state. You love their politics. You love all the people <laughs> in there. If I've said it once, I've said it 12 times. I am anti-Arizona this all year. Right. All right. I'm so going, going with Wisconsin. Going with I love cheese. I hate heat. <laughs> but you love weed, and they do not like weed in Wisconsin. That's why you don't live there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, my man, you know, I need to go against you on a certain amount of times. But right. every once in a while, I gotta, if I know one team, if I really feel like one team's not gonna win, I should probably go with you. I really don't think Arizona State can be any team who is good to elite on any side of the ball or anything, mm-hmm. any phase of the game. Even I think they would lose the team if you had great special teams, honestly. I think they <laughs> are a bit of a mess. I think they are not the best coach. And I think them Badgers are going to win this one. So uh, roll cheese, Wisconsin, for the win. It's a clean sweep. That's a clean sweep. So that, that one we went there. Well, there we go. The Sun Bowl. The Crystal Bowl. Uh, he'll be on the side, I'm sure. The Sugar Bowl. Booger Sugar, maybe. Uh, that is <laughs> right. Miami versus Washington State in El Paso, Texas. What are your thoughts on El Paso? I fucking love El Paso. Yeah. Baby doll. Fun fact, the wa- the water in El Paso, like faucet, etc., mm-hmm. is just jam-packed with lithium. So, I mean, <laughs> is that good? You That's are you just feeling awesome. Oh. And it's right there next to the border. I mean, you can't beat the food. That is, uh, it's a bit hot. Not a big fan of that, so I don't go during the summer. I love El Paso. Hell yeah, man. Friggin' at the drive-in is from El Paso. Oh, there you go. Cut away, cut away. I like that one. <laughs> um, well, here you go. You got the next quarterback that Cristobal is going to make look mediocre as hell for Miami. He's looking great right now, though. Untouched by Cristobal at the moment. Uh, Wazoo, mm-hmm. feel good story. 
in a lot of ways after a feel bad story in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hey, they're they're actually looking pretty scrappy, looking pretty good. This, Did you make yeah. these graphics? No, I stole them all from um, the internet. These are these official are real graphics. graphics that they are using to pitch this shit. Yeah, this is it. I chose the best ones. I like this. <laughs> Amen. December thirty first. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, that is right. Uh, who are you going with, James? Uh, I think I think Wazoo turned a corner somewhere in the middle of the year, even before Rolo got fired. And I think they might just very well be the third best team in the Pac-12, if not at least tied for tied for third with Oregon State. And I think Jaden Delora uh, is a great player. I, I he's the St. Louis grad. He's like a kind of a I hate to say it, kind of a better Masoli. Uh, it feels like or a more consistent Masoli. Mm. Uh, and uh, I think I think you ride that momentum of literally getting to storm Husky Stadium and plant the flag in the middle of the field, and and you go win against a quality opponent in in a bowl game that maybe maybe people don't care too much about but it's on new year's eve it's got to matter it's got to mean something when you're playing that close to to an actual important bowl game so uh yeah i think uh, i think going with the kooks yeah um and i actually do remember these two teams playing in snow at some point a while really I remember that was a pretty crazy game uh by the way speaking of masoli um cooking people up like ravioli yeah. My man masoli we got to shout him out because he just actually got done playing in the gray cup which yeah, is the tough. Super Bowl for the college, you know, uh, for Canadian Football League. And uh, he came in off the bench, I do believe, through 20 of 25, 185 yards, two touchdowns. But then I believe the game losing pick mm-hmm. not, fell off like two, three people's hands. And then, yeah. but hey, yeah. I. Fucking, I love that Masoli is still out there playing. Like you would have loved Masoli, Aaron. Oh, Me I too. wish you were watching him. And also, uh, I I think he got injured this season, but also uh, big play VA up there, just killing it. And yeah. Charles yeah. Nelson just got his second Grey Cup uh, because he won. He was on the other side for the Blue Perfect. Bombers. Shut the duck. I know the Grey awesome. Cup. I'm gonna have to look into this. This is news. <laughs> we need to we need to watch some Canadian Football League at some point. Just wa- randomly choose one. Yeah. Like, well, well, no, it'd have to be a team. It'd have to be the Hamilton Tiger Cats or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Because Braylon, Braylon's on that team too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I love it. Uh, Aaron, who are you picking? You know, I got to go Wazoo, baby. You going Wazoo? You're back in the pack on this one. Yeah, I think I got to be. Mm, this is a tough one. They are. They are. I have not watched any Miami football. Yeah, I, I don't know. Lick split about them. They're a freshman quarterback came in killed it that is literally all i know and then they kind of you know didn't really make a big enough rally to save manny diaz's ass that's for yeah sure. no yeah it didn't win enough it, he could win, one, enough. win one more game and and we might oh. be talking about different things but yeah right i remember now that the school was doing him dirty too mm. yeah yeah so yeah. uh didn't not didn't do enough for Manny Diaz. Morale Washington low. State. Do I want to? There's only one other game I've picked similar to you in the last. Co- no, in the last one. Do I want to go with Miami? Adam, do you want to do this? Is this the last pick? No, we got one more. Oh yeah, I'm going Kooks. I'm going Kooks. There you go. Baby. I think that's the right move. That was a tough. That's the right move. That was a tough one. Let's hope they don't gook it. 
Yeah, the you don't final. want to be losing points right now. Yeah. <laughs> final one, the most coveted, the best bowl game, better than the national championship, the granddaddy of them all. We're talking about the goddamn Rose Bowl. This is a decal from officially from the Rose Bowl, by the way, and spot on. Looks fucking yeah, fresh. It looks pretty good. January 1st, Ohio State versus the Utah Utes for the first time in their history. They're in the Rose Bowl for the millionth time in their history. The Buckeyes are in the Rose Bowl. The Buckeyes, as you know, Aaron, have lost to two teams this season. Number one, the Oregon Ducks in probably one of the greatest, if not maybe the greatest, eh, probably second greatest Oregon Duck win I personally have ever seen on TV. That's what I would say. Uh, Number one is probably against Florida State. That Mm -hmm. playoff win, that that really did feel like the peak of it. But Watching them, I mean, finally beat Ohio State in the horseshoe is truly going to be one of, so far, one of my favorite memories I've ever seen of a victory, you know. Mm-hmm. But And then they lost to Michigan in actually a pretty similar way to the way they lost to Oregon. Just yeah. kind of got bullied. Um, but they got the talent. They got, dear Lord, their quarterback, amazing, as we saw. Um, their receiver is even better mind-boggling how how great their receivers are uh who do you got james this is actually a pretty damn good contest this is this is a really good contest and i think like utah obviously did two games to oregon that that i don't think anyone thought one team could do to oregon like could somebody could do to oregon once and they they replicated it and i don't know like oregon the Oregon team that beat Ohio State was clearly different. Had uh, C.J. Verdell had uh, a, a little bit more of continuity along the offensive line. Didn't have Kayvon and didn't have Justin Flo. Um, but but I don't I don't know how to how to measure those teams against each other. I think in terms of like Utah, the way Utah beat Oregon, uh, they they found their tight ends and they challenged uh, Oregon to throw and they couldn't throw. And I think Ohio State can throw. I think Ohio State's defense has gotten better, uh, especially against the pass. We know they are not good against the run. So Utah's going to try to do uh, the bully ball that Michigan and Oregon did. I don't know. Like, like Ohio or Utah could do that against Oregon because they had opened the game up so well in the passing game and they, they turned it into a game of ball control for them. And I don't think that, that they're representative of, like, their rush rushing attack is representatively miles and miles ahead of Oregon's uh, in terms or better than Oregon's rush defense. I think so many other things go into that game. I think Ohio state, I think Ohio state's going to win this game. And, and, but also well, welcome to the pac 12 Utah. Uh, you finally made a really good. <laughs> yeah. You're there. All you've been, they, they, all they want is to be accepted, man. That, mm-hmm. That's all they want. And that's I all kids them. ever want. I'll, I accept them. The Utes, there, they Utes have of America. It. They just want to be accepted. <laughs> Schroeder, you've loved the Utes. That's for, right, baby. For a long time. They may be your number one team at heart, actually. Um, and then we got the Buckeyes here. Uh, you know, an amazing team. What do you got? I have to. I have to weigh what Hithler Day says, which is that Utah changed their game against Oregon, and they changed it both times. But between the two times, they went right back to their old way, and they lost, or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think Ohio State as well, honestly. God but damn it. I think this is that game because it's the Rose Bowl, because my deep conspiracy brain says, well, this is obviously bought and paid for the ref there to make sure we get a really good entertaining game. There's nothing better than an underdog story. If I were to go conspiracy, I'd go Utes. If I go logical, I go Ohio State. I'm going conspiracy. I'm going Utes. Oh! <laughs> okay. I think this game was bought and paid for by the Tabernacle Choir. If someone is telling me, that's funny. If someone is telling me, uh, hey, there's a game between Ohio State and a Pac 12 team, straight up, who are you going to choose to win? And, and I get that option. Of course, I'm going with the Buckeyes. The. Ohio State. I hate it, but you give me that option. I'm definitely oh, taking sure. that. And quite frankly, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're using your brain. I mean, that's the correct answer. <laughs> well, quite frankly, that's it. Uh, that's it, y'all. Them's the picks. Now, picks. there you go. <laughs> um, there you have it. James Voss at who's the boss B O S uh, check out his, is a uh, sub stack. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Sub stack ditch rich for some really good writing there about from a real duck perspective. You know what I mean? And uh, Hey, you can follow us to at quack 12 podcast. If you love what we're doing, why don't you slide the money to our Patreon? Quack 12 Patreon. We got some special episodes over there uh, in which we break down every single year of Oregon football history. You're going to want to check that out. Um, at Quack 12 Podcast, give us five stars, Apple Podcast, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, James, it's been so nice talking to you. Uh, we'd love to have you on the show anytime, really. And uh, it was nice getting your thoughts on on Wilcox, on Lanning, on, on everything, man. Yeah, I th- thank you both for having me on again. Uh, I'll, I'll do a quiz. I'll do an appearance. I'll do I'll do whatever uh, one of those full season reviews. If you haven't already done all those, uh, oh, I'd, yeah. I'd love to hop in on one of those. Uh, I, I I I love every time I get a chance to talk to you guys and and to to break it down. Uh, I love it. Thanks for having me on. We should we should create our own version of battles, but we have the Voss Man versus the Hithlo Day. Oh, no, I don't, don't like oh, I can't go up again. the smartest man I know. Plus, plus if Hitler loses that breakdown, that's not going to be good radio, <laughs> man. Just the I've emotional. Also, deep conspiracy, Hitler Day is AI. <laughs> oh, that's possible. It's possible. Not, it, you, you're really leaning into the, the Ute Anon that, that you <laughs> with on the, the Rose Bowl pick. Yes, there you go. absolutely. At Who's the Voss one more time. Go over to Twitter. Give him a follow. Uh, James, we love talking to you. Duck fans, it's been a crazy week. But you know, we're going to keep coming out with the Quack 12 podcast every week till the day either we die or everyone on this planet dies. And even That's after right. that, if we're still alive, we're going to keep doing it. Um, all right, everyone. Quack, quack. Go Ducks. And May landing landing fuck uh what's our coach's name let's see i wrote it in the that's right dan landing may the landing era begin 12 and 9